welcome to the Center in the Scene. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today we're gonna have so much fun. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's not talk about you and me. I mean, we talk about our experiences <laughs> that we've had, but anyways, yeah, that's where that song ends. <laughs> we promised a whole podcast on the fourth major issue when it came to relationships and marriage and in sex. Yes, sex. It's a big one. We hope it's a big one, right? It can make or break. Yes. You know, I think sometimes people don't spend enough time focusing on this in their marriage. Mm -hmm. And then I think that can be a pitfall for yes. a marriage. And then I think sometimes it's, there's a hyper focus on it, which is also a pitfall. So just like in life, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in the middle, but it is very important in a marriage. Yeah. You know, um, you and I have both gone through some things at church, uh, re-engaged, which was a great class, yeah. um, and you were a leader for a long time. And so I will say that most of the couples, there's all over the map, but I would say most of them fell on the not enough sex in their marriage. Absolutely. And you know what I also found so interesting is that there were many people who wouldn't even come that night um, that we were going to talk about sexual intimacy because it was so uncomfortable for them mm -hmm. and if you are married you should be able to talk about sex <laughs> yeah I mean it's a God-given treat for married people mm -hmm. it is not I think the world has done such a disservice um, to a marriage and the way sex plays into that it's made it dirty and provocative and something you know unattainable the way it looks in the movies mm -hmm. um, but it is so much more it is the most intimate thing that you can do with someone which is that should be your spouse of course and it's a gift that God has given to married people um, and I think that really flows right into we should talk about one of the big things is expectations about sex when you come into a marriage. Like, as women, we've grown up watching all the Disney princess movies, right? Right. And all the little fairy tales and the Hallmark whatever movies where the men are just right and they're so romantic and oh it's gosh. so perfect. They, they surprise them all the oh, time. Oh, yes. And, and they always make up just the right way and it just always is so romantic and perfect. Mm -hmm. Honey, that ain't real life. That's why it's fiction. Right. And in a cartoon. <laughs> they spent a lot of time writing that script, friends. Gosh. <laughs> and I, But all that, we have been programmed our whole lives watching those girly flicks yeah. to think that that is real life and that is not real life. I'm not saying it won't be like that sometimes, but we need to have a realistic expectation of what sex and a relationship and intimacy is going to look like once you're married, you've known each other more than a few years, right. and that lust has fallen apart, then you're having kids and your parents are dying, or, mm -hmm. you know, jobs are falling apart, you lose your job. I mean, that's not all in the movies. <laughs> the hey, dishes are in the sink, the dirty underwear is in the floor. We should write a movie like that. We should. Nobody <laughs> would come. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me. It's like... Well, I I don't go to realistic movies because I'm like, I live real life every day. I'm That's not paying true. to watch reality. Why would I go to that? <laughs> That's true. And, you know, I just think it's funny how um, in the movies you're always done up. You're always ready. And so for women, oftentimes we just feel 
oh gosh, we're just not right. We're just not good enough. We're just not thin enough. If we just had our hair done, if we just, you know, had ourselves put together a little bit more, if we had the perfect panties on, then we would do it. And I think that holds us back from just feeling free to enjoy ourselves and allow our husbands to enjoy our company, if you will. Right. Um, I actually, this is kind of funny, speaking of expectations, I have, a, a, you know, I enjoy sex, actually, and so my poor husband spends a lot of his time, like, running away from me, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she is not the norm. We recognize that. Y'all are like, what? <laughs> but um, I do try to plan and, you know, make sure I have cute panties. So I don't really have, like, granny panties. I might have some, you know, full bottom panties, but they're cute and they're lacy and they make me feel pretty. So it's kind of about how we feel when our husband approaches us, right? So um, if I'm getting geared up to go out with the ladies and I look all fancy, then my husband's like, hey, so I thought, what if I did that not just to hang out with the ladies? And so, <laughs> you know, I kind of prime the pump, so to speak. <laughs> right. And on our side, you know, that kind of rolls into communication. That is so important. Communicating your wants, your needs, mm -hmm. what's working, what's not working. I mean, sometimes Matt and I have, you know, tried different things and we'll just like start laughing in the middle of things. And we're like, yeah, that's not working. You know, <laughs> and like, don't take yourself so seriously, but make you know, enjoy it. Don't be, I feel like so often people are embarrassed about it. And it's what I'm trying to teach our children right now. So when Matt comes through the kitchen, he like slaps me on the butt or I like come by and like rub my hand along, you know, his side and they're like, gross, gross, mom, that's so <laughs> gross. And I always say to them, I'm like, it's okay, we're married. Yes. You know, and yeah. I want them to know it's like, it's okay, we're married. I'm not going to be embarrassed about that. I will talk to anyone who has a problem. I mean, it is, it doesn't have to be, yes, it should be private. Right. But if you have a problem, you should be able to talk about it without feeling embarrassed. And you should certainly be able to talk to your spouse about it. Yeah. And, you know, I think there are instances where some past trauma or baggage can get in the way. And, it is so important to recognize that and work through that. Um, and if it's really a heavy topic, it's best not to do that when you're laying naked together. Um, right. So, you know, I mean, I'm a planner when it comes to sex, y'all. I can't plan a week's worth of meals, but I can plan a week's worth of sex. Um, so <laughs> I think it's important to, like, have that conversation when everyone's in a good spirit and just say, hey, um, this is makes me feel like this because it triggers this right right and if it's something that you need to see a therapist for y'all go see a therapist it will be wonderful not only for your marriage but for your side of the sex life right absolutely totally I mean I remember communicating with Matt and and let me just say we've been married it'll be 20 years uh in March for us so we've been on a journey, right? We didn't just fall into marriage and this started 20 years ago. It has taken work and practice mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there. And in the beginning, it was hard for us to have these conversations. But I remember telling Matt once, like if he didn't kind of do sweet things throughout the day, like text me, hope you're having a good day, or 
you know, kiss me before he went to work and things like that. So my foreplay starts, and Matt will tell Matt will say this, like foreplay for Alice, it starts with men when we leave the house in the morning. And it goes all day. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, you got to ease into that, that crock pot for the women because men are always ready. And I remember saying to him, you know, I feel kind of cheap. When you just, like, fly in, and I haven't had, like, any sweet, nurturing, whatever, I just feel cheap when we have sex like that. But, see, to me, that means, like, dang, girl, you're so hot, he just can't keep his hands off you. I know, but at that time, now it's a little different. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, we're virtual learners, the kids are here all the time. Oh, my gosh, they're gone. Quick, take off your clothes. (laughs) Like, any, like, you know, little moment is pretty challenging. Let's just be real during quarantine and COVID and virtual learning for everyone. Um, There aren't as many free moments. So, um, that has changed. But in the beginning, I think, because of my past experiences, that that was baggage that I was bringing in. I think it's re- it's important to recognize just because you feel it doesn't make it right and so talking through that working through it um, with my background with his background and then how could he accommodate that and you know of course you grow and the more you communicate and share the closer you get emotionally which makes the physical stuff especially for women mm-hmm. so much better and easier yeah you know um my husband and I had a hard time communicating um, in the beginning of our marriage because we're both pretty fiery. And so um, I would just lash out, you know, I would just use words that were terrible. And I couldn't, he would get me riled up and then the conversation would go somewhere crazy and I would just be like, how can I hurt him the most to make him go away kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so we actually had a notebook and it was meant for um, newly married couples, but I bought it at, a bookstore and one side said his and the other side said hers and so when there was a situation I would write it out I would write my feelings out I in the notebook that. and then I would put it on his side of the table um, and that allowed me to express my feelings without him interjecting which would sometimes throw me off and then it allowed him to process mm-hmm. and then respond instead of responding in a moment with all the heat you know that sort of thing it sort of took yeah it took the fire out of it because you could read yes. it share it without emotions and people getting yeah it's hard to take it's hard not to take things personally sometimes right and then the he said she said well it's on the paper go back and see what I wrote you know and so but also speaking of that and speaking of expectations you said something about women being a crock pot um I think it like sometimes sex is like a drive-through like right now during COVID yes like come on, let's go in, let's go out, let's get this thing over with, because we both need to release this tension, but the kids are, you know, running to a friend's house for 20 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) Quick, we got 20 minutes, stops. Right, and so as women, we want to feel valued and loved and adored and beautiful and fawned over, and that all can't always be the case. That's right. And so, um... You know, I'll look at my husband and say, hey, is this a wham-bam thank you, ma'am? Or are we going to enjoy this? <laughs> you know, like, I, that's great. And so I do think it's important to realize as women that sometimes we probably have to just be okay with a wham-bam thank you, ma'am, even though it doesn't make us feel as great. And also, men, if you're listening, know that your woman wants to feel loved and fawned over. And it's not that she's rejecting you. She's probably rejecting herself, right? 
Absolutely. I think we all struggle with something about our body image or a past relationship or something that someone said years ago, whether it was a boyfriend or a father or whoever, a man in our life that said something to us that was negative or demeaning and it stuck in our head and it's still in there and we turned that into a truth Mm -hmm. and it's not. And so sometimes you do need counseling um, to work through that because that really flows into that emotional intimacy part that leads to a healthy physical relationship. And women, we want to feel safe mm-hmm. and secure and trusted. That is vital to a good sex life, yes. I believe. And, you know, it is different the longer you're married. It's not this lust. Somebody asked us about madly in love. Like, I don't even know if I've ever been madly in love. Well, I think it's more madly in lust. Yeah. Right? You know, those first few years or months, however long it lasts. Yeah. But then it turns into something deeper. You know, there's just like this deep respect and honor. And the more I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, I really see it as honoring the Lord. I mean, we can glorify God through honoring our husbands in that way, like we're called to do, to honor our husbands. And husbands honor your wives as well. But that changed everything for me. And seeing Matt through, he's imperfect, just as I am, but seeing Matt through God's eyes. And I know that there were times like when we had children and they were little and I was exhausted and I didn't want anybody to touch me anymore. Because I had had somebody yeah, pulling on my coat, you know, mommy, 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 and breastfeeding and whatever. And it's like, just, I don't want anybody to touch me. Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. But I would actually pray to the Lord. This is crazy. But I'd be like, Lord, please give me a desire to have sex with my husband. I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I don't want any, I'm touched out. But please, <laughs> I, need, I need to honor my husband in this way. Yeah. And, you know. I would pray about it. And God always, I mean, you think about it. If we ask the Lord for it and it is his will and it is his will for us as wives and husbands to honor our spouses, he will honor that. And he did. And so sometimes you just got to pray, Lord, please help me want to have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I do think that sometimes when we're in a moment where we just can't be touched or we just can't, we're exhausted, whatever that is. Our body language does a lot to our husbands. We don't even have to say it with our words. Um, And so I think it's important that we express, babe, I'm so exhausted. I love you so much, and I would not want nothing more to have sex with you right now. Can we please do this tomorrow? Um, That way you're acknowledging that you love them and you want them, and it's, you know, not your what you want to ignore them tonight, but, like, I have nothing left in me. Right. So there are days like that. Yes. A lot of days. That's true. Like that. But sometimes you got to push through when you've got something major going on and you've got a couple of months where you're going through something like that. Girl, if I did not have sex for a couple of months, no way. But do you know, I've met with women who it had been six months since they had had sex with their husband. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a reality and that's a thing. And, um, that is not, I remember, uh, I had a dear friend, this was years ago, whose husband had an affair Mm. and I remember her sitting at our girl's dinner and she was like, y'all, I'm just telling you 
have sex with your husbands, even when you don't want to, because if he's not getting it from you, he's going to get it from somewhere. And I'm not, you know, that yeah. was her. She was just desperate to share, like, please take care of your husbands. I believe that 100%. And that might be what drives me to chase my poor husband around all the time. Yes. Um, especially if you have a husband that travels. So, um... I have a friend, and she says, don't let your husband leave town with a loaded gun mm. because they're on the road, and they right. might have to go have dinner somewhere. You just never know, and every single one of us is a sinner yes. and can get caught up in a moment. And susceptible to temptation yes. and sin. Yes. And, I mean, let's not just throw it all on the men. Right. It can be women, those of you listening, too. 100%. And if you or your husband are not being taken care of at home, that is actually leaving an open door. It is. For a temptation. And we know that Satan wants nothing more than to throw a little temptation in our lives and wreck it. Yeah. And so sometimes when I'm just so exhausted and it's been a crazy week, I will just say, okay, you have five minutes to get me in the mood. <laughs> like, I'm not We're in the sorry, mood at all. Like, you have five minutes. It always works, and I'm always really thankful that I, that I gave him the challenge, right? And so sometimes we just have to put ourselves out there, and we have to communicate, and we have to. I mean, marriage is, God didn't give us marriage to bring us happiness. He gave us marriage to. I can't wait to finish this sentence. Oh. To do what? What is it? <laughs> to make us more holy. Okay. I was going to say To humble. make us more holy. Um I love Ephesians 4, 2 through 3. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Well, can you imagine another relationship that requires, other than marriage, that requires more humility, more sacrifice, more patience, more forgiveness, more endurance? I'm, there's just not one. Yeah. And all those qualities make us Christ-like. And so... God wasn't like, oh, marriage will be a great idea. It'll be so easy and so fun, and it'll make you happy. Nope. It just makes us more Christ-like. We get more opportunities yes. to, to flex those muscles and strengthen those muscles of all of those things. And so if you look at it in that way, it really can be, you know, an honor. Yeah, and I do think that... Um if you're in a situation where you haven't had sex with your husband for a month or two months or three months, somebody has to go first. Because at this point, your husband is probably feeling very defeated. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining a very cold environment in your house, and it's kind of the elephant in the room. And so um, pour yourself a glass of wine, put on some sexy panties, take those kids, give them a movie upstairs, or send them away. It is so important to connect with your spouse on this level. And it's so good for you, too, to realize that all he really wants is you. A man wants to know that they're wanted. Absolutely. No matter how much they're so, you know. Macho. They, yeah, macho. Really. They want to know that they're wanted and needed. And so the more you can do that, the and, more you'll get the opposite. And God created them differently. Right. That is their connection with us, where we want maybe, and I know not every woman falls into this, but... A majority of women fall into the the cuddling the talking the you know mm -hmm. all the romance the this kind of thing that makes us feel connected and close with our spouses not necessarily the sex unfortunately God created us so different I always <laughs> wonder about that but uh, again that's the fall I guess 
But then for men, it is that physical touch, the sex. I mean, that is their number one need from us. We want the security and the safety, and they really have to have that physical connection with us. And honestly, it does lead to a greater emotional intimacy once you're honoring that physical. And let's talk about this. Y'all don't start using sex like a weapon because you Ooh. know your husband needs this. You're not allowed to hold out. No. You, I mean, if you have some issues, you guys need to work through, work through them and get it on. You can't hold out and let this be something that you dangle like a carrot because nothing will make a man run faster into another woman's arms than that kind of arrogance. Yeah, it should never be used as a, a to manipulate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also another thing. <laughs> Let me keep talking about this for a minute. <laughs> I think about, you know, I, I love like the romantic getaway, snuggled up next to a fireplace. I'm not the snuggler too much, but you know, just yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah, tiny for me too. But if your husband is not wired to do that for you, instead of holding it as a resentment, why don't you create that atmosphere for yourself? Plan totally. the trip. Plan the trip. Plan the evening. Turn the music on. Pour the wine. What you need to get yourself in the mood, make it happen. Or communicate it to your spouse and say, hey, we haven't taken a trip one-on-one -on -one together in over a year. Yeah. I'm going to plan something. Do you have any suggestions? Otherwise, I'll just surprise you. Ooh, I wish I would have done that a couple weeks ago. We went camping without water. <laughs> Sorry about that, babe. I love you. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it can backfire, but we can only... Hey, we still laughed about it. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but don't give up. And it does take work. I mean, it's a relationship, and it's a tough one with two broken people that join together into one. And you're saying you got two broken pieces trying to make a whole pot, okay? It's not going to be all sunshine and roses, but it can be so much better. But it does take sacrifice. Yeah. It takes humility. It takes putting self aside sometimes. And it does require patience and endurance because it is a race. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a long marathon. And you just, life ebbs and flows. And sometimes you have to tweak how you do things and you know, for different phases of life, but adjust that. Sit down and talk with your spouse about that and be okay with it. And I will say, when you first start having these conversations, it's uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. So don't think that something's wrong with you because you just can't sit. It takes practice. Like the first time you do it, it is going to be weird. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more natural it becomes. I think that's why now it's like, oh, well, why wouldn't we talk about sex? I mean, it's right. it's a thing. Everybody, it's like poop. Everybody does it. <laughs> and if you don't, you better get on it. Don't and all those. married people have sex, or they should be, or there's something wrong. <laughs> I know. The ebbs and flows makes me laugh. When, you know, when our kids were younger, we would say, oh, we're going to go talk about our Christmas list. That's what we um, said. We're talking about Christmas. Yeah. So now... <laughs> All the others are like grown teenagers, and then we have William, who's eight, and it's like, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> I know, because now they don't buy that we're talking about Christmas right. when you have teenagers. So you really, it can be a little difficult to concentrate sometimes. <laughs> right? When you know that your son could walk through with five of his friends. 
you know, coming in from playing football. I'm like, babe, turn up the TV a little bit louder. I mean, little do the kids know, sometimes that's the only reason we use Life360, so we can get some sex in. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's brilliant. It is brilliant. They think we're tracking them. It's Well, we are, but only so we know we have time for... <laughs> that's a mom hack, guys. <laughs> there you she go. She just shared a golden nugget. <laughs> Put Life360 on your kid's phone if you don't have it. That way you know how much time you have. Mm-hmm. They think we're spying on them. Yeah. For, to make sure they're not doing anything wrong. We're just spying on them to make sure we have some minutes alone. That's right. I love <laughs> it. Hey, go get dressed up. Pour yourself a glass of wine. You know, Or hot tea. Hot tea. Whatever. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have... It just depends. Some Whatever people need to relax. I think that's why I keep leaning towards wine. Some totally. just need a little to get out of their own head. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Well... We, I mean, you know, we could talk about this for another hour, but send us your questions. If you have some specific ones, we'd love to continue to address this either one-on-one or in another podcast. If there's um, another avenue or finger of this that you'd like for us to chat about, because it is very important if you are in a marriage and you're a married woman, it is very important. And even if you're single, you probably will be married one day, and it's yeah. good to have some perspective on it. Because it won't all be um, all madly in lust. Right. Dang it. That does change. But it is very exciting in the beginning. Yeah. Just a different time. Yeah. Spice it up, ladies. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll look forward to next week. Thanks for joining us on The Center in the Saints.